there's other people in this movie, including uh, Glenn Howard. Mason Mason Gooding is in this movie. He's one of the guys. Is that the from, Yodel Kid. What's that? The Yodel Kid. He's no, that's Mason Ramsey. Oh, okay. He, who the chef and <laughs> brunch? Hit it, boys! Change my mind. Twitter's good. Why so? Because today was the best day that has ever existed on Twitter. I, there are like banner days on Twitter, and most of them are like horrible, like banner days where everything was terrible. Remember being on Twitter while Trump was being elected, and people were like, "I'm gonna get off one last like, ugh, Trump is weird joke," and I was like, "Stop making jokes. The world is ending, you idiots." This was like a rare. This is all amazing. Like the world is melting down on Twitter, and I couldn't be happier. And this is all. This all stems from Tom Brady retiring, right? Yes, I need Tom Brady to retire every day. <laughs> every day, yeah. I'm going to tweet Tom Brady retire, buddy. So, like normally, Twitter is is bad for everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. Today, it was just good for you. Like I don't think anybody had as much fun as you had today. I spoke to three or four people who agreed that it was amazing. And this is from me reaching out to like 200 people being like, isn't this amazing? Three or four of them agreed. Like, this is, this is a I, wonderful thing I guarantee you like one of them was Jim Murray. The other one was Adam Jones. Mm. I don't know if I touched base with Murray about it. But I, I did see I that Murray was having you, a good time. Murray was having a good time. Jones was having a good time. KFC watching from afar. I felt happy for him just like watching everybody freak out. I'll tell you, KFC like fascinates slash inspires me that he still has so much energy to to like put into twitter because if there's anybody who like who like should have been beaten down by twitter Mm. over the years and been like whatever i'm done with this shit it it should be kfc but like i'm amazed that like every day he wakes up and he's like all right let's stir the pot and he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, but, but I mean, there's a lot of people like that. And I think that I would assume that he, hopefully Darren Rovell, not that I'm saying they're the same person, have an understanding of, well, it's all a freaking disaster, you know? Well, that's the thing. It's like, I think that's that's like part of why I have such a, uh, like an appreciation for their energy levels because like, K- I don't think KFC like takes it super seriously. Mm. And when things like... Uh, when things blow up or whatever, he's just like, whatever, this is like a game to me. I love the engagement or whatever. And yeah. and, and I'm sure that like Rovell is, is part of the same way. I think Rovell's a little bit more sensitive. But Rovell's like, yo, this is just for the engagement. This is a game to me. Whatever. And I think it's more dangerous when like somebody logs onto Twitter and like they're like, all right, this is life or death. Yeah. I'm here to fight or whatever. I I sort of respect the people that that uh that will log on and be like okay let's stir up let's have some fun. Oh, I a, a lot of my tweets are like might as well end with comma you babies like <laughs> yeah. you're being babies about this so here's a little joke. But I actually the other day I did something I never ever ever do, which maybe I should just start doing it more. But I blocked somebody, and I did it in the most devastatingly nice <laughs> way in the world. There's, I, I'd noticed somebody recently was like quote tweeting everything I tweeted 
even like replies to somebody, he'd like jump on it and have some sort of thing and whatever. People make fun of each other on Twitter or whatever, but like this person was like super personal, would like was digging through like like I don't want to be dramatic, but like some some like real like obsession. You t- yeah, you told me this, and I and yeah. I and I went and I looked and, and like like hating you was no, like confirms. part of this guy's identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, and also it wasn't just you. It was like just like it was one of those Boston, Boston media, media parasites. People. Yeah. So I tweeted at him, and I was like, a- after he quote tweeted like a reply to somebody that he doesn't follow, I was like, look, man, I can't act like I'm not seeing you like digging through my replies and everything i was like i i, I think i just said to him like I, I i wish that this weren't the case like this doesn't seem healthy and he was like oh i can't say the heat blah blah and i was like no like you, you clearly don't like me like it'll probably make your day if i block you but you can unfollow whatever just like try to feel good about yourself and not in not in like a go seek help kind of way just like legitimately like like, you know, this, don't, this don't behavior let me be is the thing that makes you feel good about yourself. Right. Uh, and yeah. he was like, oh, well, your parents are losers and everything. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to be nice to you, buddy. So then I told I was like, all right, well, I'm going to block you. Life is good, man. Like, if you ever need to talk. <laughs> and uh, then when you said that he like when I blocked him was like, yeah, see, not only that, he he he. Usually, when you block somebody, like you're like, all right, they this person, this person's they... gonna take a fucking victory lap yeah. and be like, oh, I win, yeah. I pissed him off or whatever. This guy sent two of those tweets. What? What was it? I saw the one that was like, can't stay, take the heat, stay out the kitchen. And I was like, I, I probably. I mean, can't it take was basically it was basically like two of those. It, there was no difference between the two tweets. It was just, and it wasn't a mistaken second tweet. It was just like had the same message in both of them. I'm positive that those are nice people, like in real life to people. Probably, eh? Maybe. I'd be surprised. I wouldn't if they be. Were, I wouldn't like, be surprised if Twitter was their outlet to like just yeah. be angry and not to defend this person because like they again they they were saying like terror like yeah they're phobic things and everything like, yeah. like bad shit like oh like yeah, that, yeah yeah I did f- see the, that kind of there behavior. was like a very homophobic tweet. Yeah, what I want to say to that person to that is like. You think that, like, oh, it's mean. Like your but, like, dunk is but, like you're gay. Very right. cool, man. Just like a, uh, an adjective is like your th- like a characteristic is your insult. Those people drive me nuts, man. It's just like because you can't you can't win. Like, there's no logical argument to have with them, and yeah. the best course of action for you is blocking the person, but it gives them the satisfaction that they want. And like they'll stay, they'll take shots at like your looks and everything. And I've never been of the mind that looks actually factor too much into like. I'm sure it can factor into self esteem. Like when you're when you're looking good, you feel good and everything. But like, but it wasn't even creative. He was just making fun of your nose, right? But I was like, very cool. Not not to be like this sounds like super douchey, but like I am probably. Happy is the wrong word because I'm not always happy, but like I can I can hang with my nose probably better than somebody can hang with a bad attitude. You're at peace. And I'll also say like my nose is uh, like it's personal preference. If I didn't like my nose, I'd have a nose job by now. Like well, I've gotten my teeth whitened before well, because I didn't like my teeth. Yeah. I've got braces because I didn't like my teeth, things like that. Like I 
think that my nose is actually awesome. Your boy just booked a a, a hair consultation today. I already told you how it's going to go. You think I, you I think this. that it's going to go? You, DJ thinks that they're going they're going to reject me because my hair has not receded enough. They're going to say we'd love to take Which, your money, but that's fine. If that's ha- if that happens, that's fine. But. I want to know that I that I that I took the steps, and I've said that we can go back, we can check the tapes. Yeah. I ha- we have receipts that I said like if I if I notice my hair going backwards, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on. Oh it. no, I'm gonna I do was, something about it. You you may have been quote tweeting me because I, I I've said like I am going to have that number pre dialed, <laughs> yeah. ready to go the second I notice something. And every whenever I get a haircut, I ask like how's it looking? Other than this one part that somebody shaved, it's there because the second I can and the second I need it. I'm doing it. I don't think I'm anywhere near there, and I'm almost positive that you're not anywhere near there. Uh, and if I'm not, great. At least I have the peace of mind knowing that I that I made the appointment, and and like at the very least, I can be like, okay, so what do I do? Yeah. To to like make sure that I'm doing the right things to keep my hair. That's um, I mean, people should be like that with everything. If you suspect something, <laughs> it's hilarious. Better I, know that I haven't been into the doctors in like five years. Oh no! If I, if I, if I think something's up, and like, why worry about it? If you can go and it's not more than a copay, hopefully, depending right. on what your health insurance situation is, uh, if you can, it is absolutely smart to make sure you don't have bad shit and i used to be like that i used to go forever without going to the doctor but i'm going to the doctor this week so let we can relax anybody listening is yeah i'm sure i mean i'm sure that there is very good reason to be like yo you gotta go to the doctor because i know that i have to go to the doctor i'm going to the doctor this week yeah you're i mean not to spoil anything in life but um at the very least you're in your 30s you're gonna start getting health scares like they happen and they're not fun, and the craziest thing about it is they're, like, the best thing that can happen because the other thing that can happen is, like, so you a die. real life. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the, the options as you get older are you're afraid you might have something horrible or something you horrible. have something. Yeah, right. It's rare that you're like, oh. Everything is perfect. I feel 100% okay. And that's why, like, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of, like, hypochondriac culture that was pushed back in the day of, like, oh, this person always thinks they're sick and everything. It's like, well, if that person thinks they're sick, they should make sure they're not sick. Right. And they should continue throughout their day. But, yeah, Twitter was (laughs) a catastrophe because of Tom Brady, and I love it. Tom Brady retired, first of all, over the weekend – when Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington reported he's retiring, and then Tom Brady's family pushes back and says he hasn't announced every anything yet, and Patriots fans are like, "Oh, Schefter made it up. Ooh, wrong. Ooh, respond to all of his tweets." Like, not to, I'm not trying to belittle anybody, but take a second, right, and think it through. Yeah, that's and that's a thing. It's like I, they didn't. Say I thought he's all along. Why well, I thought all along that he was going to retire because I was like, yo, Adam Schefter, and not to say that like Schefter is perfect or whatever and that he can't get anything wrong, but like I guarantee that Schefter is vetting uh, something a thousand times when it's as big as Tom Brady's retirement. Yeah, and again, the family didn't say 
no, that's wrong. He's not retiring. They said, oh, these people are being really hasty. They just want to report everything first or whatever. No, he's retiring, which is a surprise. He shouldn't have retired. He's still he's still good. But like, why I'm wearing this Patriots jersey today, this Tom Brady jersey, is because he incited so much like safe chaos not healthy chaos but like safe chaos like not this can't it can't really blow back on him to any places or like there's not going to be like another insurrection or anything but patriots fans he so he, he announced he, his retirement didn't thank the patriots didn't acknowledge them at all wrote a thousand words and no mention of the patriots everybody's first takeaway when they read this which led to people saying why didn't they thank the patriots Patriots fans saying, why didn't they thank us? Or, don't worry, something's coming. Or, he thanked us two years ago. And then some people in the media saying, no, nothing to see here. And everyone just yelling at each other. And it's like, it seems pretty clear, at least to me, my personal opinion, he was being kind of petty. On one hand, yes. But also, like on the other hand, he is retiring from... The Don't Buccaneers. No, 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 no. Yes, he he's is. retiring from the NFL. Well, he's yes, but he was a part of the Buccaneers and like the Buccaneers' so you future them among the other. Peyton Manning. You know when Peyton Manning retired? You know who he thanked? The the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts, the Broncos, and the Patriots. He thanked the Patriots among the teams he Why? thanked was the Patriots because so much of his career involved the New England Patriots. So many great games against Tom Brady and then beating them when he was with the Broncos. I mean, it's definitely like, a little petty. You can't write that whole thing and then be like and be like, and accidentally leave out like that's the what Patriots. I'm he was doing that to be but, petty, and that's fine. That's a human behavior. And he probably knew that like it would be noticed that yeah. it, that the Patriots were omitted. But I don't think. I don't think that like he's going. I don't think that it means that he hates the Patriots. I don't think nobody that, said it did. Yeah, but people are taking it that way. They're like, yo, he's so petty because he hates the Patriots. I think he gave he, them the middle finger. That probably gave, middle he, he finger, probably was not. He probably was like, I'll let them squirm for a couple days. I, there's, I do think that there's something coming. Yeah. Like he is too good of a businessman right. to to like make this a spite or like a. a an ongoing feud. He has TB12 here. He's he's going to be back here many times in like the future. Whether it's his jersey retirement, like Hall of Fame shit, like the, he he is going to have a relationship with the Patriots for a long time, which makes this so much better. He yeah, does. it's just like a mini panic, and it's kind of hilarious. That's it. Doesn't again. It's a it's safe chaos. It doesn't. It doesn't mean Patriots fans should hate Tom Brady. They should say, "What the hell is this?" Though, and they should freak out about it. I had every. I don't think they should freak out about it. It's like, damn, that's kind of crazy. That's uh, like that. Like that was the extent of my reaction. I was like, oh damn, that kind of like su- it kind of sucks that like he doesn't even mention them in the, in his announcement that he's retiring from the NFL. Yeah, and like, damn, that's kind of crazy. But it's not like it doesn't change anything for me as a Patriots fan. It's just like I wish that Tom Brady – I it was always going to – I always was going to wish that Tom Brady retired from the NFL as a Patriot. It's, it tells you there's still a little bit of – he wants to, yeah, to, but, to take yeah, one last Yeah, but who's that surprising? Jab. Everybody. I, I'm surprised that he wouldn't thank the Patriots. Yeah. Especially I'm surprised after that with Belichick th- I'm surprised that he wouldn't thank the Patriots, but I'm not surprised that there's still something like lingering there. I love that so much. And then that led to a lot of Patriots fans saying – 
if you're complaining about this, you got to consider Tom Brady doesn't owe you anything. No, he doesn't owe you anything, but it's still, could still be it, yeah. still do a, a courtesy. If I'm leaving Dunkin' Donuts and I shut the door behind me, I don't then turn around and walk back in and say, that's right, ma'am. <laughs> I don't owe you a damn thing. It's just a nice thing to do and the normal thing that you do to say... Thank you to everybody. Thank you to Mr. Kraft, Belichick. It's been a wild ride since being that fat kid that got drafted back in 2000 the or thing 1999. That, the thing that really put it over the top for me was the fact that he used the picture from the win over the Patriots. Yeah. That was for sure intentional. Right. Like little, just not like jabbies. everything that Tom Brady does is, is calculated and intentional. Like he's essentially Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. There's not a move that that guy makes that isn't like very well thought out and meticulously planned from like a PR perspective. Yeah. He's and, Taylor like, Swift without making everything. Taylor Swift makes everything into how she's a victim, and Tom Brady makes everything into like a poem about lions. <laughs> yeah. That's the, 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 Those are like their two main things, but they go about both things with the same. Kind of conviction, I would say. So what was the level of hatred uh, in your mentions from your Tom Brady gloating today on a scale of like one to ten based off of like the Mac Jones standard? Much lower. Really? Okay. Yeah, everybody everybody, pretty much on board. People were like enjoying the jokes. Okay. I did a Michael Jordan, fuck them kids. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady, good. fuck them patriots. Uh, I did a couple of uh, I did a couple of like not not like angry patriot fan meme. Where I did like the one where uh, you can joke about where yeah like, right we, you can joke about the Patriots. I love I, this. There, there was somebody that tweeted at me one time. It was like I don't know why I follow you. Uh, with how much you shit on the Eagles, you clearly don't know anything about music. And I was like, I love the Eagles. What is this person talking about? And then I remembered, I make jokes about the Eagles. I make fun of Don Henley, whom I fucking love so much. We can joke about things that we like, but this person took, I guess, some of those jokes as DJ doesn't like the Eagles. That's what people do with the Patriots, where, like, if you make a joke That's what people about do with my everything team, now. Yeah, right, really. If, we must be deadly serious about everything. And if we're not, then it means that, like, like I want to, I thought about making, like, a badge to tweet back at people, which is, you like the Patriots more than I do, then. <laughs> Congratulations, you you got me. Well, I mean, that goes back to my like to my comment about like uh, people logging onto Twitter, being like, "Yo, this shit is life or death, and I'm here to battle." Yeah, that's like seventy five percent of Twitter now. Whereas, like, when Twitter was good, seventy five percent of the user base was people logging on, being like, "Yo, I'm gonna make some dumbass jokes and memes today." Get some jokes off. Yeah. Uh, by the way, shout out ESPN has been doing the Bleacher Report. Uh, USA soccer picture thing. Have you noticed that? Yes. Remember yeah, the US? Yeah, so yeah. you know what they've been doing? Yeah, they've. I saw like they posted. Um, it was like Brady, like A- multiple iterations of, of Brady, the right? same athlete. Yeah. Usually embracing, like they had Matthew Stafford as a lion, like congratulating Matthew Stafford as uh, a ram. And I get in this argument with one of my friends in particular all the time. She thinks that like. It's some wild take that I have that these places do it on purpose for engagement. No, they definitely do. And I'm like, oh, come on. No, yeah. And, and it's smart if, like, the goal is Yeah, engagement. but it's so, it's so weird. And 
It's like when we talked about how well, like, that... sadly Donald Trump was the best at Twitter. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I couldn't follow him and I couldn't look at a word of it. But as far if like the goal, if your goal is engagement, which it's definitely not mine, uh, people like that right. are great at it. It's it, it's a little scarier when like the stakes are so high when you're like the leader of the United States of America. I watched a uh, genius video. Uh, do you ever watch those videos? They're called. Um, I don't know. They're made by Genius. You know Genius, like the lyrics website. No, I'll, do they? They don't eat it. They don't eat breakfast. The, right. They 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 don't eat breakfast, and they post lyrics that are hyperlinked, and okay. there's like little descriptions of like, kind of like Wikipedia. This is what we think that this lyric means. Okay. So, um, oh my God, we should look at Father John Misty's one no, time. No. I'm sure they are way off, but uh, they sometimes they do videos with artists breaking down their own lyrics. Which, personally, I don't like. That's kind of like looking at the set list before you see a show. Like, I don't want all of it revealed to me. But they had Matty Healy talking about Love It If We Made It. Okay. And he was going line by line. And he was saying, saying like, one of the lyrics is about, he was like, Fucking in a car. We're going to get, yep. uh, He's like, we might get in a nuclear war because two guys can't control themselves on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. And so, like, that's uh, that's the biggest difference for me for, like, good Twitter and bad Twitter is that everybody just logs on to fight like it's, like, goddamn life or death now. I've mainly been... I, I haven't been, like, thoughts Twitter much. I've been that thoughts a lot. Thoughts Twitter? Yeah. Like, my, my Twitter, I think, most of the time is my thoughts, which... Not thoughts that are for, like, actual people, but just, like, a random thought that this is how I'll delete it from my brain. I'll I'll tweet it, and it'll just be, like, some, like, music observation or something like that that can float away and nobody sees it and likes it. But the times I've most enjoyed Twitter have honestly been uh, either the last hockey playoffs or this hockey playoffs. I was just, like, all about, like, jokes. Yeah. I was just... just, I mean, I, I... I, and recently, me, I've just been like, like I say this genuinely. Jokes. I think that you've gotten better at Twitter, at, like using Twitter as it's meant to be. And I don't know if that's because everybody else is using it as I don't believe that it's meant to be. <laughs> right? They've just gotten but, psychotic. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And you've just gotten like stupider and stupider, and yeah. just like using it as like a shit posting forum. Uh, but like, I think that you're getting better at Twitter. A lot of shit posting. Um, didn't tweet this. You, do you use this one on the? Uh, TV the other day, but you said uh, Mac Jones. Did you hear my Mac Jones Pro Bowl take? No. Pro Bowl should just show a rerun. <laughs> if you like, imagine if we were doing the way I described the sh- the show that I was on. I was like, this would be like if Natalie, the host, couldn't make it, and Colton, another guy on the show, couldn't make it, and I named like. 16 if monica couldn't make it and jackie couldn't make it i named like 13 people and i was like so then they needed me to host it i would not say that i was was the host of this show i would say that like everybody died maybe we didn't need to air a show (laughs) today that's how i feel about the problem Uh, like if neither of us could make this and like jeff was unavailable and there were no flights from austin none of the circling back guys could come do it oh that's Really funny, the idea that if we couldn't do brunch, we had the circling back guys do it. 
and we were like, so can you guys come to Boston and record the episode? Neither of us are able to make it <laughs> instead of them just doing it from where they are. But that's what Mac Jones being in the Pro Bowl is. And I'm probably going to get the jersey. I, uh, I, I, I'm pretty proud of the Mac Jones joke that I made at Poker Night. Uh, I joined oh, Poker yeah. Night uh, a couple weeks ago, and I'm, I made a good Mac Jones joke. Yeah. You, said, uh, you said you had a, a, an NFT of Mac Jones throwing an interception, and I said, doesn't sound very rare. Got big, got big laughs. Uh, you were very well received at the old uh, table. It's a good, it's uh, some of my it was like, friends. It's a good group of people. I don't remember the last time that I was like in an intimidating environment. That felt like an intimidating environment. Because it's like, you're the new guy. I'm the new guy. Like, there is, it's, this is clearly like an important thing. It's clearly like a bunch of guys that like have a good sense of humor. They've established rapport. They have mm. like rules and stuff. You're, Pete's describing folks, if you're not keeping up, Pete's describing a group of friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not usually, I'm yeah, not usually around those. <laughs> there's like a lot of people and like, you seem familiar with all their names you were referencing things that I didn't get. Maybe, yeah, maybe past experiences you had had together. Well, I guess maybe just during the pandemic, I haven't been around like new people that I've been unfamiliar with. Oh, dude, when we went to dinner before Casey Musgraves' concert last week, oh, we'll be talking we about just, that like, later. Out to, we were at a at a table in a restaurant with a group of people, and we were gonna like fucking order things after the person next to us ordered and then at the end we were going to split the check and all the shit and it was so weird because i'm sure i've done that a few times this last the last couple of years but it was like felt weird not off like there's been a reason for doing it like unfortunately it's been like a somebody like i, I was at like a wake or something right. and then met up with people or like a birthday or yeah, like in and like when it has happened over the past couple of years, it's it's for me, it's usually been like close friends. Yeah, like very like uh, like going down the list of A, B, C friends. It's usually the A. Yeah, group. like I've done that with like you and Ellen, and yeah. shit like that. But like, it very rarely has it been like this was my new other group. friends. Yeah, <laughs> a new group of friends. So um, we'll talk about like the, the the concert here in a little bit. But, but first, why don't you tell them about Diet Smoke? Hey, thanks. I was gonna, but you jumped in there. Thanks. Appreciate you. This is uh, I'm leading this segment. It's the <laughs> Diet Smoke uh, ad. Diet Smoke is a product that uh, I'm gonna have my dear friend. Pete Blackburn, with whom I now share many mutuals. That's right. Give you a little update on this. How's Diet Smoke doing, Pete? Diet Smoke is doing great. It's near and dear to my heart. It's a it's a product that I I know and love quite well. It is about me because I'm giving my testimonial here. Okay, here's a here's a testimony from my friend Pete. You're listening to really the best dj segment of the the podcast pete continue a product that i know very well uh edibles but the problem with edibles is that sometimes it's a roll of the dice expire no they they might but i've had expired edibles i think they just don't work as well yeah well i mean i think that that uh, when you do edibles it's very much a roll of the dice uh, a lot of the time if they've expired you're high that's right (laughs) It's you're you're just making it up in your head. Yeah. You're 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 uh you're just losing track of your of your thoughts. I ever tell you about when the time the I was on edibles and the rotten kids <laughs> rang the doorbell? Yeah. Oh. Uh 
Yeah, the, the the problem with edibles sometimes is that like you're really kind of taking a chance with, oh boy, you might end up too high. The solution to that is uh, is diet smoke because awesome. diet smoke makes sure that there's that you're not going to be baked out of your mind. Um, you know, if if you want to sit there, suffer, be stoned, can't think, can't, can't get a hold of your thoughts, you're all gross. You, you can go with the you can go with the regular edibles, or you can choose diet smoke, which is the perfect medium high uh, with Delta Eight THC gummies. It's a less potent THC. Um, it comes from from hemp. Hemp. Uh, some may call it a loophole. I wouldn't call it that. I call it the secret recipe to getting a smooth, stable, and most importantly, legal high. Hey, don't break the law, kids. Hey Pete, how do you make something the color of cigars? I don't know. You diet smoke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> diet smoke is legal in most states and it's non-prescription. Just te- check Diet Smoke's website to see if they ship their gel- delicious gummies to your state. Now you're probably asking yourself, did DJ write that joke or did he get it off the internet? That's an original. <laughs> nice. It's pretty good. Does diet smoke really get you high? Now I'm asking yes. you, Peter. Does yes, it? of course it does. Are you sure? Yes. It nice. get, they get you high with the uh, uh, it's best described somewhere between the chillness of CBD and that classic stoned feeling you get with regular weed. Here's something that I didn't write. It's written here on this page. But it's it's good and valuable right. nonetheless. Diet smoke isn't light. It's just right. You didn't write that? I didn't, but I wish I did. Man. Whoever came up with that in the Diet Smoke boardroom probably got a raise. Here's the thing about Diet Smoke. It's delicious. <laughs> you want to go live in a yurt You've for a year? have already used that joke in the last week. Yurt it up. Uh, Diet Smoke comes in two delicious flavors. There's blue raspberry and See, watermelon. it's delicious. <laughs> blue raspberry and watermelon. They're both great. Try and both figure out which one uh, is is more up your alley. Each gummy is infused with 10 milligrams of Delta-8 THC derived from American-grown hemp. Uh, buy American, get high with American. They say, you know what they say, buy American, get high with American. I don't think they say that. Uh, I think it's a Beatles lyric. They're low in sugar, fat-free, I and delicious. So, when CBD isn't enough and traditional THC is too much, enjoy the smooth buzz of Diet Smoke. Go to dietsmoke.com and use the promo code BRUNCH for 20% off your order. That's B-R-U-N-C-H. That's right. I'm spelling my own podcast for you. Dietsmoke.com, promo code BRUNCH for 20% off. Uh, Diet Smoke Delta THC are not for use or sale to people under the age of 21. Please use responsibility. Patreon, a real party these days. We're getting the patrons. They're jumping aboard. We are five away from the sleepover, thanks to people like Brady, Julia, Frank, Kenyon, Patrick, Willie, Shane, Stephanie, Jake, Michael, Derek, Kate, Nikki, Pat, Larry, Gavin, William, Rachel, Joel, Emily, Joe, Tommy, that's Tommy Giles. Tommy Giles joined the Patreon. What a guy. John, Ryan, all sorts of people on the Patreon, and it is a good time. We're posting things. We're chatting with each other. We're exchanging nice notes. Sometimes I'll send you a nice note. You'll send us a nice note. We'll, we, we will just shoot those things back and forth. You know who didn't get a nice note today? Patriots fans. So yes. if you're a Patriots fan and you're just dying for a nice note, 
We got you. Sign yeah. up for the Patreon. Patreon.com slash listen to brunch. Yeah. Again, we are five away from the sleepover. We're, we're starting to hatch some sleepover plans. Yeah. I got a, I just uh, started a document today just like trying to do a little brainstorming and uh, throw things out there. And we figure out how we'll kill those hours. I don't think it will be tough. I think that it'll be a very good time. You know, it'd so, be cool a uh, post Super Bowl sleepover stream. I thought about that. Like Super Bowl night might be good, but I have plans, so cannot. Couldn't be me. Uh, well, maybe you're Mr. Friendmaker over here. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I'm really, I'm really turning the corner on uh, the the friend the friendship game. Yeah, I've got well, like two new friends. Yeah, we'll 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 discuss. Um, so yeah, patreoncom slash listen to brunch. Five away from the sleepover. A lot of cool things. Going also, on. we've uh, we've got uh, some giveaways coming up. Yeah, that's yeah, we do. Um, so this is not just a Patreon thing. We'll do this for everybody, but we're going to the Green River Festival in. Uh, Western Massachusetts. It's June twenty fourth through twenty sixth. It caught our eye because it's got that. It's got that lineup. It's got Lake Street Dive. It's got Father John Misty doing a solo set. It's got Guster. It's got his Golden Messenger. Ripe. Everyone's talking to me about Ripe. They don't stop talking to me about Ripe. It's the, got my birthday. It's during your birthday. Do you know the band The Dip? They got a song called Sure Don't Miss You. It is a great, cool, smooth. Fun song. A lot of great acts there. I've heard a lot of people are, are buying the dip. They are buying the dip because crypto's down. But uh, you know what else is down? Me. To go to the Green River <laughs> Festival 2022, June 24th through 26th. And this is at the Franklin County Grounds. It's sponsored by Greenfield Savings Bank. We're going. A lot of great bands have gone in the past. Dr. Dog's played there. Howmouth has played there. This ain't Lake Street Dive's first rodeo there. Super excited to see Father John Misty play solo. Never done that before, although I do often watch his solo set at maybe it was the Newport Folk Festival. It was the day after his uh, rant where he explains that he's just what he was going through, what was on his mind talking about it and then he says all right i need to wrap this up before someone writes a blog about this and then he says uh beloved folk singer chris isaac delivered a lethargic rant in front of hundreds and then he played now i'm learning to love the war it's one of my favorite father john misty videos we'll post it on the patreon but we're gonna be there we can't wait you ever seen guster live no Guster's a fun time live and i'm not crazy about guster I but barely know her. You'll see you see them at a music festival, and they're just like a very good see them at a music festival band. Mm-hmm. Walked by their set at Oceaga a million years ago, and we were like, you know what? Let's sit down and listen to Guster a little bit. It was a very good time. And Lake Street Dive, if you haven't seen them live, you are crazy because they are I haven't, fantastic. but I'm very excited. They are. They're, they're as good a live band as you'll see. But Father John Misty, we won't, uh, we won't bullshit a bullshitter. Definitely most excited to see Father John Misty. Big shock. Who we're also seeing this month. That's crazy. Big month for us. Marry Me comes out, and we will see Father John Misty, and we're going to go rollerblading. All sorts of things. Great times are ahead, including at the Green River Festival 2022, June 24th through 26th at the Franklin County Fairgrounds. 
mentioned we're going. Who else is going? I don't know. You, if you play your cards right, we are going to give away four pairs of passes to this festival. That is a outrageous amount of tickets. That is eight passes in total. I believe that's how math works. If my algebra is correct. Yes. Is algebra the one with X and Y and everything? That's algebra, right? Yeah, sure. Be, I, I'm serious. I think. I don't the, know. Think, I'm not a you, math guy. I, I wish you were positive. Because for sure, one of the types of math is fun. And I, it's it, the one with X and Y. Whatever the one solve for X is. Well, it's not geometry. Not geometry. That's shapes. Yeah. Not. Uh, I think it is algebra. Not trigonometry. I don't. I think I just kind of like fake took that class. It's not calculus. Not calculus. I remember calculus was tough. Yeah, calculus sucked. Um, I think you're right. I think it's algebra. I was not like a big math SATs guy. I was not a big math guy. Yeah. I had like when you when you started to like get into like the uh, like the tiers of math classes towards the end of high school. I did. I was like trending up in every other. Uh, Say, oh, right, every they other slowed me down. Yeah, every other um, course or, or subject, and then I was just going backwards in math. Yeah. If man, SATs, man. I tell you that I uh, when I I was in a meeting with a interview with a school, and they were like, "So, uh, how'd you do on your SATs? Uh, how'd you do on reading?" Or English, whatever. And I s- incorrectly, whoops, said my writing score. My writing score was fucking bomb. And he was like, what'd you do? Uh, how'd you do on reading? I said the writing score. And he was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> He's like, you, you, I have like all of your information right in front of me. And I was like, is, uh, sorry, is reading the one where like, <laughs> pretending to be confused about reading yeah, <laughs> yeah that's sorry awesome. the one where like i read the pr- there's a prompt at the beginning it says write i mean about technically this. every section of the sats is i reading. read that yeah. yeah i did reading on that and i mean you can't answer I'm the questions if you don't read them that i proofread what i wrote afterwards that one's not the reading one <laughs> um anyway so we will be giving out hella passes yeah i think we're thinking Two to Patreon people, so if you want better chances... Two pairs. Yeah, two pairs to two Patreon pair. people. So, it's a little poker term Pete picked up when he was That's playing right. with the fellows. And you, your, your odds will go up if you're at the, with the Patreon folk. We'll give one away, just willy-nilly. We'll f- find some way to give away to like the general public of our listeners. And then one pair we will give away during the sleepover stream, so... That'll be cool. I like the idea of working prizes into the sleepover stream. Mm -hmm. Get people excited about it. So, I mean, think about it. I mean, if you want to get us closer, if if you want tickets to this, it behooves you to join the Patreon because, A, it improves your odds because you'll be in the smaller group uh, with the Patreon to get tickets. And even if you don't get tickets in the Patreon group, you're moving us closer to the sleepover stream happening which means another ticket, will, That's another true. pair will be available for you. So yeah, like, and if you like Father John Misty, you like Guster, you like Lake Street Dive, and you want to go see him, and you already signed up for the Patreon, tell uh, tell like your boyfriend, your girlfriend, stack sign your up odds. for the yeah, right, get another entry. Yeah, it's not illegal for one couple to have two Patreon memberships. No, because there's two pay- there's two tickets, so yeah. like one person is getting one entry. That's smart. You know what? I checked out the... Uh, you mentioned the Circling Back Reddit l- the other day. And 
So I was like, oh, I haven't checked that out in a while. So I checked it out. Somebody was comment. Somebody posted on there like, hey, raise the prices of the Patreon, please. Like living expenses are going. Everything is going up. Five, I'm sure, sounds like a nice round number. But if you want to raise it to six, I'm sure nobody will bat an eye. And everybody was commenting and they were like, yeah, please do that. That's smart. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> I was like, man, wash people. The wash people are awesome. People. Yeah. Very, very awesome. We had such a good time casting with those guys. Was texting with Dylan for days afterwards, just I mean, reminiscing. I, I, this happens, I feel like, every time. But like as soon as we stopped recording with them, like we were like, yeah, we should do more stuff with them. They're awesome. And it's always so much fun. So uh, they will be back in the mix for sure. We have, um, we have our next Tomato Fights guest lined up. Yeah, and I believe that we have the movie matchup. It won't be this oh, yeah. week. It'll be next Probably week. Probably next week, yeah. Uh, we haven't actually discussed this, but do you want to do the uh, the Sean Payton movie uh, for Friday? That sounds lovely. Okay, let's do that. So on Friday, uh, our Patreon episode is going to be us reviewing the Sean Payton movie starring Kevin James, which I believe comes out through I think Netflix. It's already, it's already out. It's on Netflix, though? I believe I so. I think it's Netflix. I saw a screening of a movie yesterday that I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about yet because I know sometimes Ooh. movies have embargoes and stuff. We got a bad boy. And I don't know like if I'm allowed to say whether or not I liked it, but I saw the uh, new Jenny Slate and Charlie Day movie, a little okay. film called I Want You Back, where two people get dumped, find each other crying, realize, hey, we're both bummed out about the same thing, so they decide... They are going to ruin the other's ex's new relationship. So, like, Jenny Slate says, okay, Charlie Day, your girlfriend found a new man. I'm going to break him up. Charlie Day, you got to break up my new man and his new girl. But they're super mean to Charlie Day. They're like, you won't be able to seduce this girl, though, because you aren't that attractive. Which I was like... Since when? When in what world? Yeah, I was like, Charlie Day's fine. Yeah. He's going to be okay. Yeah. But it's... I don't know what you're allowed to say, if there's an embargo or whatever, but this will be yeah, a movie that whisk, we'll just, see and we'll talk about. Okay, just whisper. Whisper, is it good? I thought it was adorable. Okay, okay, cool. It's like a... Like a I mean, based on the plot, it doesn't seem like a movie that I that you would like. Oh, it no. It sounds slightly problematic. <laughs> oh, I mean, the, the, the They're people, assholes. People get pissed about it. <laughs> Let me tell you. I don't think... I don't know if you're allowed to talk about it, but like... When they find out what's going on, they're like, what the fuck? Okay. And, like, there's nothing wrong with these people who dumped them. Right, yeah. They just, the relationships didn't work out. Yeah, right. That happens. So, it, like, wasn't and, cool what they were doing. Right, you deserve to get another chance after you break up with somebody with somebody new, if that's what you want. Yeah, they they, they realize, I mean, you can guess who they end up with, but... Yeah, I can definitely I think I know. They probably weren't even that compatible with the people they were seeing initially. Yeah. It's adorable. It though. sounds like I know exactly what happens in this movie. I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself. I, don't, I, I think you're. I think I got. I think I, think, I think you get a pretty good idea. I think there are twists and turns. I'm okay. positive there are twists and turns. It turns out that Charlie Day is not hideous, Charlie and he Day's, can seduce somebody. Charlie Day can seduce anybody he wants, as long as they want to be seduced. That's right. The waitress found out he married her in real life. That's right. You know what they met. Uh, in their relationship and they started doing It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> they, it's crazy. They knew each other before that. That doesn't that doesn't work. That doesn't check out. It's not and possible. Rob McElhenney and Caitlin Olson 
were both in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia together. And they met there. And then I went to a Philadelphia Phillies game and Rob McElhenney threw out the first pitch. I had never seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia before and everybody was so excited and we were standing on the side and he came over and he started talking to the people to chase Utley catch the first pitch. This was before those episodes. This was going into, I think, season two or three, and oh, everybody wow. was all excited, and they were saying, when's a new season coming out? And I remember he was like, October. And I was like, they, every show comes out in October. Did why you, Why did they... Th- th- this, like, these people have a couple minutes to talk to this person that they seemingly think is pretty cool, and they're asking, like, basic... They might as well say, like, hey, what's your profession? Like, they, you know that the show's coming out in October, but that made me want to check out the show because he seemed like a cool, down-to-earth guy. And I knew, I'm like, the show's on FX. He's probably going to be down-to-earth anyway. If he's acting all bigger than Jesus, I'd be like, excuse me, sir, I've never seen your show. It's on FX. But now, the way we talk about FX is much different. That was back That's then right. when FX wasn't this Well, like, now it's on huge, FXX. Now it's on FXX. Yeah. They, it's the, so it's like formerly FX. Mm-hmm. It's the X of fx right but charlie day's in a new movie where he has an ex did you he tries to well you know i mean you watched always sunny philadelphia you know that uh that danny devito and glenn howard didn't know each other it, you know that they date right yes because glenn howard went to juilliard and now he's very good about his diet and danny devito did an episode they did a christmas episode and he was like in a couch and he was naked and that's to me where I thought that, all right, this has all kind of jumped the shark a little bit. Like, you want to do a Christmas special? It's always fine. Glenn Howard and never Glenn, how are you? Huh. Do you pronounce the T hard in the, how do you pronounce? I, I, I say Glenn Howerton, but I hear people say Howarden. Glenn Howarden? It just depends on how fast you want to say his last name. Well, I, there's other people in this movie, including, uh, Glenn Howard. Mason Mason Gooding is in this movie. He's one of the guys. Is that the Yodel from, Kid. What's that? The Yodel Kid. He's no. That's Mason Ramsey. Oh, okay. Who the chef and uh, Mason Gooding is one of the kids in Scream. Okay. And you know, oh, he's he one was, of the kids. He, was, the in the, new he was in Jerry Maguire. He's in the new Scream. No, that's his dad, Cuba Gooding Jr. For real. And I looked that up. I said, wait a second. Is this kid related to Cuba Gooding Sr.? And he is. He is Cuba Gooding Sr.'s grandson, which (laughs) makes Cuba Gooding Jr. the meat in that Gooding sandwich. Okay. And honestly, the bread ain't bad either, because I think that this kid is a good actor and has his career ahead of him. He plays a law school student in this movie, but he plays a high schooler in this other movie. So he's showing some it's range, range as far as age and everything like that goes and he's uh he's actually quite uh sexually active in this movie as i think he also is in scream right well, he's he, trying to be is it i i just remember like he, he was trying to be remember you know, you know his girlfriend was trying to be and he didn't want to go have sex with her because then they would be alone and he said that's why well, yeah. i don't know who the killer is can't take but any chances he, he was trying to be before that he was like, oh, he was before. all about it before that. And then she wanted to go upstairs and he was like, ah, oh, actually. Well, famously, Megan Trainer was all about that base. That, that was, was that was probably the most unrealistic part of the new Scream is that a, a high school kid who was like horny as hell 
Wouldn't risk his life? Yes, wouldn't risk his life to get laid for the first time. Uh, oh, so had they not consummated? I don't think so. Interesting. Well, uh, so it's weird that Cuba Gooding Jr., Cuba Gooding Jr.'s dad is named Cuba. Cuba Gooding Jr. is named Cuba. His son is named Mason. And Megan Trainer's name is No. Do you know that? Do you get that reference? She has a song called No. And the lyrics go, I'm going to get genius on your ass. The lyrics go, my name is No. My number is No. My sign is No. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Unto the O to the nun nun. It's very Destiny's Child uh, jumping jumping. And honestly, it's like a bit appropriation is the wrong word because I don't think that there's anything like malicious or harmful there, but it is just so Bruno Mars-ish carbon copying of this. And it's weird when Bruno Mars lifts stuff from the 70s. I'm like, that's cool. The 70s aren't happening right now. And even when Bruno Mars lifts stuff from the early 90s, like with uh, Straight Up and Down and Finesse, stuff coming from like the New Jack era, that's the early 90s. But when you're lifting from Destiny's Child, that ain't that long ago. And Beyonce's still doing it. So do we need to have that sort of thing going on? And Jenny Slate plays somebody who has been dumped in the movie and she's crying and she has mascara running down her face. And Charlie Day says, I'm sorry, you have mascara on your face. And she was like, well, you have toilet paper on your face because he was also crying because they both got dumped in this movie and they kind of help each other get through the breakup, but they're not doing it in the most healthy way. But it's a healthy movie. It's... I went in there, okay, left, okay, had a smile on my face. Somebody asked me after, what did you think of the movie? I said it was adorable. So when it comes out, it hits streaming services. I'm going to see it again, probably. I think I am allowed to talk about it, come to think of it, because before they showed the movie, they had a little feature thing. It was Jenny Slate and Charlie Day, quite clearly in something that was taped via Zoom, discussing hey if you like this movie please tweet about it and use the hashtag i think it was i want you back it's the name of the film and they were saying if you don't like it well that's fine they were quite cool about it but they were saying if you like it tweet about it so i'm gonna double check make sure that that's all above board and then i'm happy to discuss it with you i want you to see it too though because like that's kind of our thing we'll see movies and we'll talk about it on the podcast we went to uh casey musgraves last week <laughs> we sure did yeah and boy that was a fun What's time What's so funny about that no it was no I'm, it, I, oh I'm, my god you know boy or my we're allowed tired. to talk about that yeah no embargo there is the video frozen i hope it isn't frozen oh it actually is that is unfortunate oh wait no no, no it's not we're good it may have been frozen but no it's, it's not, not anymore as in and to the O oh, to the nah, nah, not my name is no my number is uh, I'll tell you I I had the time of my life at Casey Musgraves that was an absolute party so did I text we were texting the next morning we were like yo life pretty solid right 
Like you said, you had a pep in your step as a result of it. It was just a good night. We saw friends. We saw good music. All three of the uh, performers were sensational. Muna, just an infectious, fun vibe. You can't not have fun. Whoever their guitarist is, they have three guitarists, I suppose. There's a lead singer plays guitar. One looks like she's kind of doing more maybe synth-based stuff. Then there's someone who's the guitarist, and we quickly said... They were the, the show person. that group yeah. because they were just running around. Like, I'll be honest, I'm not saying this is a knock. Uh, it's possible that the only thing that we were hearing that was coming from that stage was the singer's voice <laughs> because, like, everything was, like, to a track and it was – and that's fine. That's how – especially if you're, like, an indie band playing in an arena, you're probably not going to get, like, the the mixing and everything that – and, like, the sound check that's required for everything to sound good and great. But – so there was, like, a lot of – if I don't want to play this guitar right now and I want to pump my fist instead and dance around, then I'll do that. And they took that opportunity. I, I, I and the energy was incredible. Yeah. they. Everyone on stage was just having an awesome time. Their, uh, their front woman, fantastic. They, they, they're a very fun time. Yeah. I uh, My big takeaway was that... Uh, Muna looks like if if you were going to cast a like a high school band playing at a gigantic party like a Project X party in a high school mo- movie, like they nailed like the casting what everybody would look like in the band for the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean they all did kind of have like their own like there there was the, the Vampire Weekend they were not where like there was Vampire Weekend when they hit the scene there was like all right they wear polos. And they wear khakis. Um, I actually think they had like a rule in the band, like no t-shirts. Like we will have like this kind of preppy look. And there are some, I don't know, you go see Father John Misty. It's generally like dress clothes, but it can be, but it can be kind of frumpy dress clothes right. if, if it's people like, need. It's like There's day three a of a bender after leaving the office. <laughs> right, right. There's generally a, a kind of theme there. And Muna is... Like you, I can tell they all wear something different each night. Yeah. So they they were great. King Princess. King Princess rocked. Not surprised by that performance at all. Was awesome. Dropped the P word more times than... A lot of P words. The, I don't know if we've discussed this, but like the P word has unquestionably made a comeback. It's been reclaimed. Everybody... Right. I was going to say people say it, and I don't shudder when I hear yeah. it. They're, for whatever reason, they're... In, Please tell me if I'm wrong, because if, I, no, if I'm wrong, I want to be. No, you're, know. you're not. Uh, I, that's a word that always struck me with, like, I didn't know this word at the time, but, like, toxicity and, like, ugh, just, like, douchiness and everything now. But uh, but now it's, like... N- I mean, it's it still does if you use it with, like, anger, but, like, the mere mention of it isn't, like, ugh, we don't say that anymore kind right. of deal. Like, it's been reclaimed as, like... Sort of like a fun thing, I guess. Well, King Princess well, wanted you to know that she finds it very fun. Yes. She came out and um, was... Uh, yeah, but before she played her uh, song, Pussy is God, she was like, all right, who here likes P-Word? <laughs> and we're like, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people here. Yeah. So just mathematically... That's something a lot of people like. I got the response I expect. A lot of people were like, me? <laughs> yeah. And 
She was like, yeah, she was running back and forth. She was like, pew, pew, pew. She like threw it out there a million times. I don't know why I feel like I, I can say it when I'm quoting the uh, the, the the song. Yeah. But uh, it's weird. Like I, I'll say like, hey, I'm going to go see Jackass this week. I wouldn't dare say, Pete, will you quit being uh, J.A.? I'm not going to do that. Anyway, she was great. I would say she brought the house down, but like it was like the house didn't need bringing down. No, I I think the, the big thing for me um, was that I really enjoyed Casey Musgraves. She was gr- she was really really good. Like maybe I would say she was even great. Excellent. Yeah, I thought she was excellent. I think that the openers the openers like brought the show from great to being like very great. Yeah, like the, like the entire experience was incredible. Yeah, I, I don't know how long my list of like favorite shows I've ever been to is. Um, cause I've been to too many. That's not true. It was one I of the more favorite the shows that I've been number, to. But like that was like I will think of that as like that was one of my favorite shows. And Casey Musgraves was excellent, and that was the most I feel openers at a big show like that like really got you up, and right. that includes. I mean, Heim before Taylor Swift is like cheating because it's Heim. Yeah, uh, but and maybe it was like, well, it should be mentioned that we had like incredible seats. We were in the pit. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, down on the floor, and it's hard to be jazzed for an opener when you're like up in the seats yeah, because you're further away from the action. The stadium, I mean, usually there's like less people around you because we were so close. Like it had there was a lot of people there. The energy was really good. Like I, I don't remember Heim like really registering for me before Taylor Swift, even though I love Heim. Yeah, because we were so far away. If memory, so that I think that it was wasn't it Lollapalooza that made you all in on Heim. I think that like you liked Heim and you were like, yeah, these songs are good and everything. And then yeah, it was Lollapalooza, Lollapalooza yeah, yeah. because we were like close and everything. And we did the the second show. They did a separate show in Chicago. Oh, that that was a different. That was a different time. Okay, that was a different uh, trip. But yeah, there is something for like being right there. Yeah, and yeah, Casey Musgraves was awesome. So glad I went. And honestly, leading up to it, before I realized that the the, before I'd remembered that the openers were the openers. I was like, we were kind of talking about it as like a, hey, what are we going to do about this yeah, right. show kind of thing of like, do we need to go? I and got like, the tickets, but like, whatever. For Can some reason, like, I've been, my stock, my my stocks on Musgraves have been low because I didn't love the latest yeah, album. But like, I think I forgot how much I loved Golden Hour and I've been hammering Golden Hour so, since dude, the show. Same, same. She... I, I tweeted after, like, even if you didn't like that album, which, and by that album, I mean Starcrossed, which I didn't like that album. I no. just don't think it was very good. It is worth it to go and hear her play. Like, when she played. I'm, I'm confident in saying that Golden Hour is, like, one of my favorite albums of all time. Yes. it's the, That is, when I was listening on Friday, right? We went Thursday. I was listening to it Friday. We were texting about it, and I was like, this is such an appropriate album of the year winner yeah. like this is like this is real album of the year stuff and i thought that way 
the first time I heard the album, and I definitely leading up to the Grammys, I was riding hard for it. And then we, of course, remember that. It became cool to like make fun of that album for whatever. And people reason. were like, "How like, the hell La La did La this win?" And they were and like, "White people, whatever." Right, and it's, it's just like, like that's that was a, that was a uh, that was like a real registering moment for like, okay, we're so we're just gonna find ways to complain about fucking everything, right? People will shit on things that they haven't checked out, right? And it's like you can say that this wasn't my favorite album of the year, yeah. or like I didn't think it should win. But like acting like it's a, an abomination that a incredible album won album of the year. Yeah, it's just it bugs me. But I've been hammering Golden Hour, and I asked you on Friday or Saturday. I was like, "Yo, what do you think my favorite song from Golden Hour is?" And oh, that's not fair. You said, "You said what do you think?" Oh, like okay. well, like what's your favorite or something? If yeah, I but, were then, to but, guess but then, but then, yours, I, but then. I, I, Still wouldn't have guessed it, but no, I think I, I think like I asked you what your favorite was. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no, I asked you what your favorite was. You told me, and I was like, huh, you named like three or four songs, and I was like, yeah, mine's none of those. Try to guess mine. Oh, okay. and then you guess like four I, or five guess, more songs, yeah, you guess like eight or nine songs, and it was none of those songs. That shows you how many great songs right. are on that album. Although that was it's my weird, point. if yeah. I'd really thought about it, and you were like, what do you think? I, I've listened to this album, what do you think it is? I think honestly, I would guess that your favorite was High Horse, and that wasn't one that I guessed. And it's not your favorite; it's the other uh, cowboy one. That's Space right, Space Cowboy, Space Cowboy, and uh, and Rainbow. I think are my one A, one B. Rainbow's awesome. Um, I love it very much. It is, I'm, it is very very similar to Desperado, and I'm honestly kind of surprised that like Don Henley. Has been like, well, that guy loves I lawsuits. Get lawsuits? Yeah. <laughs> I can has, I can has album of the year money, um, but it's a beautiful song, and she closed with it. Of course, um, my favorite song on that album is "Oh What a World." It's I a great song. I think that that is. I haven't talked to Wayne much about that album, but that song, for whatever reason, reminds me of Wayne because th- that's just like. A real good studio creation. It's just like great players playing a great song. There's there's like pedal steel, but there's also vocoder on it. It's a little weird. I, th- I think that Oh What a World and Then There Is You is such a romantic lyric. Even if it... even it, It's obviously about a lover, but I don't know that it's necessarily meant to be like super quote-unquote romantic. But I just think that's such a... I just think it's such a beautiful thing and such a beautiful perspective to have of like, oh my God, there's like so many great things and so many things are beautiful. And then on top of that, there's you. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It it just like makes me think like there's this big world out there and then like you're also this kind of big world. I think it's such a great lyric. But that's like when she started, the first song she played off Golden Hour was uh, Golden Hour. And... um, Video keeps freezing. It keeps freezing. I'm not sure why. I'm sure we'll be okay. Uh, The first song she played off Golden Hour was Golden Hour. And that was like... She played maybe four or five songs to that point. And it was just like... Hearing... You know the beginning of uh, The Way by Fastball? Probably. I'll do this one instead. You know the beginning of Vineyard Nights 1? I sure do. I sure do. You, you know, in the beginning, it sounds 
it sounds okay audio quality wise, but mm-hmm. it's like a little muffled. But you just think, okay, well, like whatever, it's just a little muffled. I can I can deal, deal with, with this. this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like this is fine. I can deal with this, and then it goes normal. Yeah, B- but when it goes from a little muffled to normal, it's like nuclear. <laughs> it's just so clear, and like it, it just sounds super super clear. That's the kind of effect it had, where like you're kind of when you listen to those first few songs it's like you're looking at something in standard definition and then when she starts playing golden hour which is not even like a top six song on that album right might not even be like a top eight song on that album it's like oh my god the quality (laughs) has just jumped so so much and so she did that she did butterfly i was drunk at that point i was just like yelling i was like best country song in a while folks you just heard it yes good uh also the uh the stage design was was awesome beautiful yeah the uh it was like very simple but very very clean and and awesome and she's such a good showman she she was up there just like fucking comfortable man was wearing yeah uh, she was wearing like like sort of look like like a sweat very cool like, like nice pants yeah they just looked super comfortable yeah they looked like it was like a like bougie sweats honestly oh, whatever whatever she was wearing for her bottoms were probably like i would guess at least three thousand yeah. dollars yeah but there's something about her as a singer that i think doesn't get enough credit she's not going to go out there and like belt and bowl you over and do like a sarah Bareilles, ariana grande even adele type of thing but she is never she is never sharp or flat everything she sings is sung perfectly in tune and that is so unusual it's borderline distracting and when you hear that on an album you assume that that's kind of like what taylor swift albums sound like where okay like they've made it sound perfect perfect and that's fine that's how a lot of things are taylor swift's probably the biggest example of that but that's legitimately how Casey Musgrave sings and I can't think of another vocalist I was like going through I was like going through rock bands I was going I'm like nobody else is like this it's like the opposite of Alicia Keys where every note she hits is like a little off and that's cool that's what that's kind of Alicia Keys's sound but Casey Musgraves does not get enough uh, appreciation I mean clearly she doesn't get enough appreciation that she her perfect album wins album of the year and everyone's like no anything else but she doesn't get enough credit as a singer uh she is an incredible singer she's one of my favorites also another one of my favorite singers maggie rogers was like 20 feet behind us at this show crazy yeah what was going on there i have no idea so she i didn't realize this she's been hitting up all the good shows in boston like over the past like year or two because she's getting her master's at harvard Oh, interesting. So apparently Maggie Rogers just lives in Boston. That happens sometimes. Sarah Burrell's lived in Boston for a little while. That is crazy. Yeah. Every now and then, cool people live in Boston. And at all times, uh, what's-his-face lives in Boston? Um, John Malkovich. So, really? Oh, yeah. John Malkovich lives Do in Boston. Do people just, like, f- see him? Yeah. I, I never told you about the story no. of my friend at the gym. No. My friend's at the gym, and he sees John Malkovich, what he thinks is, who he thinks is John Malkovich, across the room... So he goes up to another guy there, stranger at the gym, and he says, hey, uh, excuse me, uh, see that guy over there? And the guy says to him, 
John Malkovich? And he was like, yeah. That's him, right? I guess that's... Uh, <laughs> right, you're right. But then instead of the, <laughs> like, the, the like, guy being like, the, the, the guy at that machine? The guy yeah. was like, the guy that's John Malkovich? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, I was going to ask gonna, if that's John Malkovich. And he was like, oh, okay, have a good one. <laughs> uh, at my old gym, uh, the guitarist from Boston went there. Uh, Tom Schultz? I don't know. I just know that he was in Boston. I mean, the guitarist of Boston... I think it was the guitarist ...was like the real um he's like very tall and slender very very skinny man yeah i think that's him i mean i don't want to tell tell out of school but um he he wrote this album he did it by himself he recorded it in his basement and he got signed he said okay i've got a band he got this guy brad delp this is watertown massachusetts in his apartment he makes this he makes this demo and he sends it he gets signed and they say okay great um now we're gonna set you up with a producer and you're gonna record these songs for real and he was offended by that he was like no one's gonna make these songs as good as i can make them so here's what i'm gonna do he met with this producer and he said hey you want to make the easiest money you've ever made in your life Uh, i'm gonna send some guys in my band out to california you are going to hang out in the recording studio. You can do whatever you want in there. I am going to swoop up my home studio. Me and Brad are going to make these songs in my studio. Well, if we need drums, we'll get drums. We'll figure it out. You basically just distract the label and work on things. If they ask how's the album coming along, say, we're working on things. And then we are going to turn in one of the greatest albums ever and that's what happened it's called boston you know that album i do i listen to that album frequently it's one of the top selling albums ever i think it's like the i I would guess top 20 albums it's got a ufo on it it's got a ufo on it you're right it's got uh it's also got more than a feeling on it ufo is on the the album honestly it has ufo on like the the album art it does that's what i meant yeah oh 